Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the interwebs and live across the state of Alaska on this your favorite radio station and or FM translator. It is the Michael Duke Show. Good morning and welcome to it. Hump day. Hump day. Middle of the week. You can see the slide to the weekend from here. That's right. Uh, you can see Firearms Friday just around the corner. Uh, good morning and welcome to the program today. Um, bit of a change of plans. Um, Normally on Wednesday, we, well, historically, we have been doing our weekly visit with State Senator Mike Schauer. Unfortunately, uh, work got called in, so he is airborne somewhere uh, across the surface of the planet, and so he's unable to uh, unable to join us today, which is a bit of a change of plan. And I had another guest lined up that didn't quite work out uh, as well, so... Uh, the best laid plans of mice and men, they often go astray. And so here we are today, changing things up just a little bit. Um, and so today it's going to be a bunch of headlines and some other discussion. Uh, we may do some what if stuff. We may do... Uh, a discussion on the whole too big to fail kind of mentality that we seem to have here in America, uh, which kind of ties into the what if stuff. Um, and we might even do a bit of a ask me anything kind of thing. Uh, simply because I keep threatening to do that on a weekend that, you know, we'll just we'll just sit down and have a, an ask me anything uh, where we just kind of chit chat about whatever. Um, and we haven't, I haven't, I haven't done one of those in quite a while and it might be fun to do it just as kind of a standalone show because it's, uh, it's interesting, but we'll see, we'll see. But, but today we might have that as well. The phone lines are already open this morning. So, uh, first things first, I guess we'll get that, uh, I guess we'll get that out of the way and uh, open the phone lines and let you know the number uh, again in case you've forgotten it since the last time 907-433-3150 907-433-3150 willing to ask willing to answer willing to ask willing to answer any questions willing to talk about any topic willing to ready willing and able let's just put it that way ready willing and able to kind of uh Hang out and talk about things and just uh, discuss stuff with you today because, um, well, I got nothing else to do. I mean, I could be sleeping, but that would be, that would be, I couldn't leave you guys hanging like that. That would be horrific. Uh, all right. So um, 
let's uh, let's let's uh, just kind of d- dig into things and see what you guys want to uh, to chat about. You can join us in the chat room. Um, I know most of you are listening on radio, and that's just that's just fine. If you want a little more participation, if you want a little bit more, if you want to go that extra mile, or you know have some interesting conversations, uh, you can always come on in. And uh, join us in the chat room, which is available over uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. You can also join us uh, on YouTube, where uh, thanks to you, the listeners, we are a brand new YouTube partner. Uh, and you can uh, come on over to YouTube as well, or uh, you can even follow us on Twitch, um, wherever you want to do. It's going to be <clears throat> it's going to be good. So, uh, feel free to, feel free to come on board and, uh, be part of all this stuff and join the madness that is the chat room. Uh, it's not that bad. It's just, it's just it, it, a lot of, it's where friends hang out. I mean, I got friends every morning. I got the, you know, folks who come in and hang out with us and we talk about stuff. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive into that. <laughs> the, the ask me anything segment has already started. Rick says, do you take any supplements to keep a clear head or from blowing your stack when Brady comes on? No, <clears throat> no supplements. Uh, you know, I count to 10 and, uh, and trying to rationally and calmly explain to people um, what's going on. And I mean, I just, I don't know how to, you know, it's one of those things where you can't, uh, you can't necessarily dissuade people who are disillusioned or delusional uh from their course of action if you know you just sometimes you've got to have you've got to have some common ground on some of these things you've got to have some common ground uh uh to 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 base a discussion on and sometimes um and sometimes it's just there's just no common ground you just don't even know where to start on that and yes chris i am saying we are friends uh, yeah, we are friends. Um, all right. Uh, so I got some headlines and more. Oh man. Phone lines are already blown. You guys are getting, you guys are chatty today already. I love that. Uh, I love it when I can ask the question and you guys, uh, you guys are chatty, chatty, chatty. I like that. Uh, when there's participant, this is a participatory thing here, right? You got it. I love that word participatory. <sighs> I love words, man. Just something about them. And it's sometimes the way they, they just pop right. What did I say the other day? There was another word that I was talking about that I just love. But participatory is another one that is just mm, chef's kiss. Love that word. Um, all right. So this show is going to be weird today. I can feel it already in my bones. This is going to be one of those ones that would be like, wow. Uh, all right. Uh, I do have some headlines that I want to talk about. But your calls reign supreme. So if you've got something you'd like to talk about, we would love to discuss it with you. So let's uh, let's get started, shall we? We'll see what uh, we'll see what uh, the world has to say. What the world? What are you guys talking about? Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. Uh, this is Jerry from Seward. Hello, Jerry. What's on your mind? Well, I'd like to say that uh, the signing have a book at the uh, North Dock Harbor 
board for, for signing for the ranked choice voting to get that taken care of. And also, did anybody listen? Are you, are you there? I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The uh, see that uh, David Clemens that politic on uh, on the Dominion voting machines. It's amazing I, the amount I, of fraud. I did not see that. Uh, I did not see that video. Um, but it must be on Facebook. When are you going to be on the dock uh, with the signature booklets for the ranked choice voting it, thing? The, it, the book is down there. It's at the bait shop. Uh, Mike is taking care of that for me. Uh, he's getting signatures. It's real interesting. You can just about bet who will sign it and who won't. Oh. And another thing, I've gone around town, and the response has to be 80-90% favor to the ones that won't. So how did that ever get in to begin with? Well, we've talked about that. I mean, how it's gotten in is that they sold it not as a change to the voting system or to really, they really didn't even highlight the ranked choice thing. They put it in as a fix for the dark money. That's how they put it in. Uh, And people were shocked, shocked, I tell you, when they figured out what the actual ballot measure language did. And quite honestly, uh, I'm not surprised that you're seeing an 80 to 90 percent response uh, positively to remove ranked choice voting. And this, again, just proves again why Scott Kendall is out there double timing it, filing complaints against every person or organization who is fighting against it because they're trying to do everything in their power that they can do to silence people who want to stand against it. Yeah, it just it just blows my mind. You wonder if the Dominion didn't get it in, because I don't believe that many people voted for it. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a follower of the whole philosophy on the Dominion thing. I don't think that that's necessarily. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily a factor. I think people were just bamboozled. Uh, I think that people were, I think people were just sold a bill of goods and that bill of goods was, if you don't like dark money, then go ahead and vote for this initiative, which by the way, was funded by dark money. But I mean, I don't pay no attention to that part. You know, uh, I think that you don't have to go look for some supernatural or, um, uh, some kind of extra external reason why they, it was passed. It wasn't any kind of super secret conspiracy. It was that people were sold a bill of goods and they didn't bother to read the full instructions, which I mean, even I didn't read all 26 pages. I got to page 17 or 18 and said, I'm done reading this. I am not voting for this. There's way too many changes. And uh, but nobody I mean, nobody bothered, I think, to even read what the changes were or understood what the changes were. Uh, They were just told that it would eliminate dark money. So I don't think there's any super conspiracy on this. I think it was just people were gullible. You listen to that video of David Clemens and you may change your mind about Dominion. They're nothing but they can be changed without anybody even knowing. And. During the whole voting system, states just shut down. Oh, we're not counting anymore. Well, they're resetting their machines because they had to change their votes. So mm. anyway, I just wanted to mention that to you. But uh, anybody that wants to sign that, they're sure more than welcome. Let me thank them.
Uh, thank you for taking my message. Well, thank you for calling in. Appreciate that. Thank you for uh, making your phone call today. Uh, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150 is the phone number if you'd like to call in. Again, I don't think that there was any kind of major conspiracy here. I think people just were, I think people were just gullible. I mean, when you spend $7 million on a campaign, on an ad campaign, and 90-plus percent of your messaging for said ad campaign is all about dark money, then you should be like, whoa, 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 right? That's, I mean, no wonder people got sucked into it. And no, they didn't bother to read what all the changes were. Um, I mean, of all the commercials that were run uh, during that campaign, and I know because my radio stations uh, ran some of the commercials, um, it was uh, basically one in 10 commercials talked about the actual ranked choice voting component of the ballot measure. The rest of it was all about dark money. I mean, one in 10, maybe, maybe two in 10. But more like <clears throat> only 10 to 15% of the commercials actually talked about in the rotation, talked about the rank choice component of it. And it was an ad about chips and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And now, of course, we're hearing the commercials about kids choosing ice cream. I mean, it's so simple. Kids could do it. How could you be so stupid, essentially, is what the, uh, the whole thing is, is telling you. Um, but yeah, again, I don't think you have to conjure up some kind of boogeyman, uh, on voting machines or whatever. I just think that people got bamboozled. Now, maybe it's easier to blame some other boogeyman about it instead of just taking responsibility and say, Hey, I got bamboozled, but you got bamboozled. That's what happened. Um, you don't, you don't have to dream up any, any other kind of thing or, or, uh, you know, uh, any kind of, like I said, boogeyman or um, uh, what do they call that? MacGuffin to, uh, to, to, to dream it up. You, you just, it is what it is. It was brilliant marketing. That's what it was. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that's, uh, I guess we're up against the break already. Wow. That was quick. Let's, uh, let's, let's head it off into the pucker brush for just a minute. And we will continue. The phone lines are open. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based. Free thing at radio. We will return with more in just a moment. Oh, just a reminder, coming up tomorrow on the program, candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives, Nick Begich III, will be joining us. And that'll be an hour two tomorrow. All right, we got to go. Back with more. The Michael Duke Show. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, um, <clears throat> did you get in trouble in class as as a kid in class for talking too much? No. You know what I got in trouble in class for? No, I mean, not really. I was, I mean, I was talkative, sure, but I don't think I got it. What I got in trouble for was for reading too much. They'd be teaching something and I'd be reading a book because I like that better than what I was doing at the time. Um, <clears throat> uh, pucker brush, please explain. Uh, I don't know. It's just one of the, you know, um, pucker brush, wander off into the trees, in the wilderness. I don't even know where that came. I mean, I'm sure it's something my dad said or my grandfather uh, I you know I don't know it's another one of those Alaska isms I guess the pucker brush uh, maybe it was supposed to be pricker brush because maybe you're off in the pricker bushes doing your you know getting stabbed and stung by prickers all the time I don't know <clears throat> no it's not tell Keaton a girl's bill jeez man getting me in trouble um See how I am? Yeah. Well, I mean, I always say, I say weird stuff sometimes. And people look at me like, you know, cross-eyed, like, what is it? I don't know. I said something about being, I said, skookum chuck or something. And they're like, what? School, you know, school. no, they don't know. God, I'm old and I'm Alaskan. So I'm saying things that people have no idea what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Pushwa, right? I mean, it was the Pushwa. I don't know where I can't got that either. Pushwa is just another thing that came. I mean, I got it somewhere, liked it, held on to it. Uh, the loggers in uh, uh, in Washington say it all the time. What the the loggers say? Which one? They say puckerbrush, pushwa, skookumchuck, catty wampus. That's something that I've said. I say too. Yeah, I, I use all the weird old words. Oh, skookumchuck is a river in Washington. Yeah. I don't know. Um, of course, skookum means, right, it's tough, right? Something skookum, it's it's tough and, and, and uh, you know, I don't know. Just <sighs> words. I love words. I, I, I love words. Uh, participatory. Just, and I love alliteration and I love poetic, you know, it's like the shower hour of power. Donna was kind enough to point out to me that that's not truly alliteration. It's more poetry. It's more a rhythmic rhyme kind of thing. And she's right. You know, Firearms Friday, that's alliteration. Um, they ain't words. Well, of course they're words. They're coming out of my mouth. And I use them. And they have a definition, even though if I have a hard time defining them. So they technically are words. Um... <clears throat> So there you go. Um, I got in trouble for making paper airplanes in elementary school, sissy. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yep. I could see that. Um, Jerica said there's plenty of proof that digital voting is corrupted. Um, I, you know, I've looked at some of it, Jerica, and I'm not. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just not 100% convinced. Is there a problem with voter confidence in America? Absolutely. And should some of those uh, things and some of the claims be verified or looked into? Absolutely. Is this some kind of major overarching conspiracy where somebody is – I just don't – I just don't believe that – no, I don't think so. But that's just me. That's just me. You, you could choose to believe whatever you want to believe. Because um, quite honestly, at some point, if you believe that that was all that was going on, then why would you even bother to go out and vote? If it, none of it matters, then why would you even bother to go out and – right? If it's all foreordained electronically, then why would you even bother? Maybe that's part of the problem. But again, there is a problem with voter confidence. We've got to figure out how to fix that. All right, jumping back into it. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. I know what you're thinking. Boy, he's taking his sweet time talking to me. Well, it's the stuff playing in the background and everything. I mean, it is what it is. It's uh, hump day. It's that's what that is. It's hump day. Middle of the we got talking about words um, earlier because I said we're going to wander off of the pucker brush. And then somebody said, pucker brush, please explain. And then we got into all these other words and phrases. I mean, what words do you use? Here's a question for Wednesday. Phone lines are open. Here's a question for Wednesday. What words do you use or phrases that sometimes people look at you a little <clears throat> a little cattywampus, right? What are some of the words that people look at you kind of side-eye when you use them? Uh, the, the listeners, the people in the chat room are uh, amused when I use the word pushwa sometimes. Um... Caddy Wampus is another one that I use quite frequently. Um, uh, Pucker Brush, the the Skookum, Skookum Chuck. You know, I mean, there are words out there that are, you know, probably pretty specific to Alaska or the Pacific Northwest that, you know, I've picked up over the years. And and sometimes people look at me like, what? Uh, well, I mean, you they can infer what the meaning is, but they've never heard the phrase kind of thing. So what are some words that you use or phrases that you use that, uh, that you know, again, give people give you the side eye for? Either they don't understand it or, you know, whatever. I mean, who knows? I might pick up some new ones. I like, I like language. I like language. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. Dragooned. Oh, dragooned is a good word. Kitty corner. That's a, I think kitty corner is, I think people maybe, but maybe again, I might be biased on this because Alaska, you know, we use, we're a little behind the times. It just seems like we use words that are a little bit out of date with the lower 48. I mean, if you say kitty corner to something, um, then, you know, whatever, uh, John just sent me a text and said out in the toolies. 
I've used that. I understand what it means. I've heard it. But again, people look at him sideways when he says, yeah, I was out in the Thule's. The what? The Thule's, you know? Colloquialism. Oh, that's also a, f- that's a fancy word. I like it, though. I like it. Um, those are, you know, the, the, those are the th- stink pickle. Somebody just said stink pickle. Okay, that's one that even I'm giving you the side eye on. What do you mean stink? I've got to have that in a sentence. Give that to me in a sentence. I mean, you know, I, I got to know. I got to know what's going on. But, yeah, I've been out in the toolies before. Yeah, I, there's just something about language that, um, you know, sometimes it makes you small. It's evocative. Some of these things are evocative and they stick in that, you know, it's like the earworm, um, you know, where they where they they kind of burrow in and they they paint a picture in your mind. It's one of the reasons why I love doing things like voice work and voice acting and, and like audiobooks and things like that, because sometimes the, it's just the language is just. It, it just paints that picture. It's why I love reading a good book, you know. Don't don't ask about stink pick. Oh, oh, okay. He, I got it now. Okay, thanks so much for that, Bray. Uh, he was dropping the kids off at the pool. Um, all right. So uh, anyway, we can go. You know, we can go. We can tooken. Tooken when somebody doesn't know if took or taken is the appropriate word, it's tooken. Well, that's just that's just lazy grammar, Barbara. That's just lazy grammar. That's all that is. Tooken. <laughs> Kitty corner, catty corner. That's either one, you know, either one. Uh all right. Well, let's uh let me while you guys think about all the words that you uh uh, are that you use that people look at you crazily for. Let's talk about some of the headlines um, before I, wa- again, wander off in the pucker brush uh, and, and do walkabout on all this uh, other stuff. When I get distracted, distracto boy here. Um, so Lisa Murkowski uh, has uh, it appeared in an article in The Hill. Suzanne Downing over at Must Read writes about this. And I it's not like uh, Suzanne is writing from a perspective of shock. Shocked, I tell you. Um, it's almost more like resignation, like she's just resigned to the fact that, the, oh, this is what's. Uh, in the Hill, uh, the political news website, Alaska, Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski carried the lead message from liberal Republicans who think the party may be getting too extreme for their tastes. It was a signal that she, she is disenchanted with the direction that Republicans are taking. The Hill wrote, GOP senators are saying that they're increasingly confronted by constituents who buy into discredited conspiracy theories, such as the claim that Democrats stole the 2020 presidential election or that federal agents incited this January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Then they go on to quote Lisa Murkowski. We should be concerned about this as Republicans. I'm having more rational Republicans coming up to me and saying, I just don't know how long I can stay in this party. Murkowski said, now our party is becoming known as a group of kind of extremist, populist, over-the-top people where no one is taking us seriously anymore. 
She was addressing the opportunity that Republicans have for taking back the White House, and she hinted that she is disenchanted with her political party. She continued, you have people that you have people who felt some allegiance to the party that are now really questioning, why am I in the party? I think it's going to get even more interesting as we move closer to the elections and we start going through some of the primary debates. Is it going to be a situation of who can be more outlandish than the other? She asked rhetorically. If she had anything nice to say about Republicans, the reporter did not take notice. Now, if you want more proof positive that Alaska continues to be more purple than red, because, again, I think we were disabused of the notion that Alaska is somehow a super red state, which we've all kind of been under the impression of for many years, is that Alaska was just, you know, we're just, uh, but that we're more purple than red. Uh, and Downing, I think, puts the fine point on it here. Murkowski was elected with a moderate and a liberal Democrat voter in Alaska. So <clears throat> Dan Sullivan is the moderate. Uh, Peltola is the liberal Democrat. And she herself is a liberal Republican. If you know nothing else, all you have to do is look at the makeup of our national congressional delegation to understand what the makeup of Alaska is really like. You've got Murkowski, who is the liberal Republican. You've got Dan Sullivan, who is the hawkish, very pro-defense, hawkish, moderate Republican. I mean, God love Dan Sullivan, but he is no strong, strict conservative. And then you've got Mary Peltola, the liberal Democrat. That should tell you all you need to know about what is the political demographic or political makeup in Alaska. Um, and then uh, Downing goes on to talk about the, the primary and Kelly Shabaka and everything else and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, but she finishes up with this. She says, by criticizing those voters, um, by saying, you know, people who were, the, the, you know, extremists or rational Republicans, uh, you know, people, Republicans being too extreme, by criticizing those voters as fringe, Murkowski just took a swipe at 46% of Alaskan voters who chose Chewbacca and who are not part of the Republicans that Murkowski sees as rational. And I've been saying that for a long time, that there's a huge component of the Republican Party. And, and quite honestly, it's in mostly in the Republican Party leadership that sees the rank-and-file Republicans as a, a rabble. <laughs> they, that's all they see them as. They see them as not not peasants per se, but as a rabble, as a as an angry mob or whatever. And they just don't understand. I mean, the leadership of the Republican Party in this state has been failing for failing the main. I think the main thrust of the party. Now, I'm not a Republican. I don't have any dog in that fight. But I, as an outsider looking in, I can go. Well, those aren't the principles that you guys are supposed to stand for. I mean, it seems like that the people on the street and the people that I talk to one on one and that some of the districts that they're all fighting for that, but that the leadership is just it's a total it's like it's a different animal altogether. I came across a picture on my Facebook page the other day. I was cleaning up <clears throat> I was cleaning up the show Facebook page a bit. And I came across a picture that I had posted uh back 
sometime last summer, maybe last fall. It was right before the election, and it was the picture that had the breakdown of the monies that were being distributed to the various candidates by the Republican Party and, you know, Peter Machicki and company and all those people that were in charge of it and the monies that were being given to oust conservative incumbents. And I just thought that this is a perfect. I mean, this is just a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You know, yes, that's the problem. There are many and, and tell me that there's not a bit of hubris in this kind of stance to begin with. This goes back to the politicians. Everything that we're talking about goes back to the politicians disease. Right. The I know better than you how to I mean, that's why I could never be a real major name brand politician, because I just don't have the hubris to believe that I have all the answers and that I'm somehow smarter than my constituency. I mean, I never felt that when I was working in the borough assembly. I was always looking to to try and just basically be the, the to moderate the discussion is all I was ever really trying to do. Always trying to bring new ideas in and try and cherry pick the best ideas from everybody. But, I mean, just this whole idea that somehow the um, rational Republicans, that just, again, it just fringes a whole bunch of people on the, but that's been the reaction from from the re- leadership and the Republican Party in this state. It, it's, it's, it's astonishing. But again, um, it's either going to drive people who are more conservative out of the voting process. Or, well, I, I just don't know. I, again, all you have to do to see what the political makeup in this state looks like is look at our elected officials. They're at, at every level. The three major conservatives in the Senate put in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. But they did. They put him in a corner. Even the conservatives in the House majority still a minority of the majority are conservative members. Think about that for just a minute. It's a House majority, but it is almost a, I think it's a, how many we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It is a minority of the majority that are what I would consider to be probably staunch and stalwart conservatives in the House of Representatives. So, I mean, we could keep crying about how, you know, what's happening around. It's just, it, things are changing and we either got to get up off our rusty dusties and do what we need to do and engage and bring other people along with us or... You know, I think like so many people have, they just started to unplug and basically said, screw this thing. I'm I'm done fighting that fight. I'm going to go live my life or watch TV or whatever they're doing. They just decided that their time was worth doing something else because they feel like they couldn't make the change. The only place that you can make a change, in my opinion, in I-M-H-O, in my humble opinion, the only way only place that you can make a true difference and change immediately that you can see 
that you could feel, that you can judge and gauge and measure is in your local communities, in your, you know, your, 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 your neighborhood, your city, your borough, and your state government. That's pretty much the only way. And, it, and as you go up higher and higher and higher, your effect gets harder. You're the, the, to see the effect of what you're doing becomes harder and harder and harder. At the national level, forget it. You, you, whatever change you're going to make is either so minor that it just doesn't. I mean, I'm not even focusing on that. That train is going to run off the tracks. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But that train is going to run off the tracks. You have got to focus on what you can fix and what you can see and what you can affect. Maybe, you know, <clears throat> if I was a member of the Republican Party, my sights would be set on the leadership of the Republican Party to make a difference. I wouldn't even be futzing with the, uh, with the uh, uh, you know, with the elections or the local things that are happening. I would focus inward and figure out how do we get the party back to where it believes in the same principles that we're all in agreement with. Or is it time for conservatives to leave the Republican Party in the state of Alaska? Is the ARP, the Alaska Republican Party, simply a party of moderates? And that's it. And the conservatives need to go find a new home. I don't know. All right. Hey, I got to go. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Whoa, I got talking. I got talker. I got talky. I got talky, talky, talky. Um, he dropped a stink pickle. Um, whapper jawed. Ooh, I like that word. Jason says whapper jawed. Uh, I need a definition there. I, I, I got a. The, oh, there it is. I'm sorry, I missed it. It's lower down. The chain is all whapper jawed on the saw. See, because if if if, if I saw that, it's all uh, skidjuwampus is what I would say uh, on the on the thing, uh, or catawampus. I mean, but you know, uh, I I love that whapper jawed. I'm gonna have to remember that one. Um. Alaska conservatives will continue to support the Republican Party no matter how much they get pooped on. I mean, I think that's really going to be, Chris, I think you've, you've kind of nailed it here. It's like it's almost habit force. They just continue to do it because they've always done it. And nobody's really analyzing it to look around and say, is the party really? I mean, I know what they say, but what do they do? I know the party is supposed to be part, but what do they do? I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, has the, have they left the, have the, has, are they, you know, did the party leave them already and they just haven't stepped out? <sighs> a wabble, a wabble of wowdy webbles, a wabble of wowdy webbles. That's the Elmer Fudd version of a rabble of rowdy rebels. But I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, but I don't, Wapperjod is still. Wapperjod, I think, is still. I'm going to star that. That was a good one right there. Wapperjod. Dave said things seem a little off kilter. Yeah, I don't even know what off. I mean, I know what off kilter means and I've used it. 
Uh, I'm just like, what's the, what's the, the, the genesis of the word, what's the backstory on the word kilter? Is it, does it have anything to do with kilts? Um, I'm, this is how my mind works. I mean, <clears throat> off kilter. <clears throat> does that mean I just, I took my kilt off? I don't know. I'm just curious. <clears throat> Jason says, uh, I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me. And I think that that is an exact answer for what's going on. That's what we're talking about. Um, it starts at the ground roots. Get involved. Whoops, come on. Uh, get involved in the community councils, go to city council meetings, pay attention to what the borough is doing. And most importantly, get involved in your local school boards. Okay, that's good. Uh, I agree. And that's what I was just saying. Um, wompy jawed. Wompy jawed. That's close to whapper jawed. Now, I'm wondering if they are related if the two phrases are related because they're so similar whapper jawed wompy jawed did they come from the different you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have to use whapper jawed in a sentence here sometime this week a little bit whapper jawed i like that pull your skirts down boy why it's a little off kilter um anyway terry says we need a conservative party we need a conservative party. Um, Barbara says, I'm really surprised you're not talking about the Golden Days Parade and the Johnny the Walrus. It's on my story list to talk about. I just haven't got to it yet. I mean, I just had to chuckle so hard when I read that story. Just I chuckled so hard. It's more like Catty Wumpus. I like Catty Wumpus. Kitty Corner. Catty Wumpus. Um, oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. It's the guy from, it's the same guy from Mowage, the same guy from the uh, Princess Bride. Mowage is what brings us together, uh, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, it's the scene from Monty Python's Life of Brian. Wabble of Wowdy Wabbles. Oh. Okay. Well, um, I suppose we should get back into the story here, right here. Yeah. People were triggered when they figured out that, uh, people were triggered when they figured out that they were tricked into voting for, they were tricked, tricked into voting for the float that was the, anyway, it's hysterical. All right. Well, we're 20 seconds out or here. We're going to join in, get ready to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Like and follow. Let's, uh, let's do this thing. Oh, don't forget, you could do stars on Facebook, and you can do super chats and super stickers on YouTube if you like. It's a new option. Check it out.
Okay. Welcome back to the fastest two hours in radio. The Michael Duke Show. Uh, normally on Wednesdays, we're uh, joined by State Senator Mike Shower for the Shower Hour of Power, but that's not happening today because we got uh, he got called into work, so he's somewhere over the he's twenty thousand feet over our head somewhere uh, in the middle of all this. Uh, meanwhile, um, we're just gonna we're just chatting about stuff and talking about I don't know kind of things. We were just talking about the Republican Party and. Part of the problem, this whole article from Must Read, talking about Murkowski, basically saying that there are, she's worried about the the Republicans who are not rational. She's got her rational Republicans, and then there's the rest of you. You're all just freaks. You're all too extreme, one way or the other. Somehow she's the voice of reason. Again, politician's disease. Um, so anyway, we were talking about that. We were talking about words and phrases and, and favorite sayings and things that, uh, things that I, things that I say that sometimes people, it's funny when you, when I say something, I don't even realize it. It's just part of my speech pattern and people would be like, what, what did you just say? How, what does that mean? What does that mean? It's a double rainbow. What does it mean? Um, and yeah, people just like, what? Uh, anyway, so we're talking about words and I've got, I've got a new one. Somebody, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Who, who was it? Uh, it was Jason. Jason came up with a new one. Uh, whapper jawed. That's a, that's a word that he uses. Whapper jawed. Like the chain is whapper jawed on the chainsaw, meaning it's messed up. It's cattywampus. It's out of alignment. Right. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> whapper jawed. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and use that in a sentence this week. I, I, again, I love words. Yeah, that's what I think. I love words. Um, all right. So phone lines are open today. If you want to talk about anything else, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If uh, you want to sound off on any topic or you want to talk about anything today, uh, next up on my list of stories that I wanted to cover today was a fervor, uh, a fervor, a fervor, a, 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 a blow up, a good God, my phone is exploding over here. What the heck is happening? Apparently, um, I need to mute my phone because dang, um, the fervor, 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 fervor and furor or furor is something completely different. What? Okay. Ah, see? You guys got me on words, uh, fear or, or right for, for, or the, the whole, it, it's the, 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 the hubbub outbreak of panic, anger, or excitement. Furor. It's F U R O R not F U H R E R not Ohio myself. It was furor, furor. Here we go. Not furor, furor. Anyway, the dust up in Fairbanks, words, words are hard. I love them, but they're hard. Uh, the dust up in Fairbanks <clears throat> during the Golden Days Parade, there was a float in the Golden Days Parade. North Star School Board candidate Michael Humphrey was the winner uh, of the float contest. His float was a gigantic inflated walrus. 
that was towed behind the parade. It had uh, Michael Humphreys for school board plastered on the side of it. And right under its tusks, it had a sign that said, a Johnny. So uh, Golden Days, they, uh, you know, it's the big, that's the big festival in Fairbanks. It's the big summer festival that they have in Fairbanks. And they have the big, it's the biggest parade of the year. Um, and so anyway, uh, there was a float contest and uh, Michael Humphrey won with his Johnny the Walrus uh, float. And then he was awarded the top prize. And then someone figured out that this... <laughs> Someone figured out that the Walrus Johnny was from a book called Johnny the Walrus, written by Matt Walsh. You know, the what is a woman guy, Matt Walsh, that guy from the Daily Wire, um, which is just fantastic. Uh, anyway, one of the judges who apparently, according to Suzanne Downing, is a hardline leftist, went to Twitter to express her utter horror that she had helped Johnny the Walrus wins because she didn't know that Johnny was a transphobic walrus. I mean, first of all, what? Uh, second of all, wow. Uh, she goes to Twitter and says, so it turns out that the best political float was an anti-trans float. The judges had no idea. We had two floats to choose from for political. You know what I hate? Hateful people. Well, wait, you just said you hate something. Isn't that make you a hateful person? It just, we both feel sick about it. And especially on how it reflects in our community to those who don't know that the judges did not have context. We thought, oh, this guy has a mustache kind of like the walrus. We're in Alaska. That's an inflatable walrus. Okay. The book, Johnny the Walrus is about a boy with a big imagination who pretends to be a dinosaur. He pretends to be a knight. He pretends to be a walrus. Yada, yada, yada. He's basically. <laughs> anyway, it's a story about imaginations. That's what it's about. <laughs> but the left. Oh, baby. Um, that, that just that just meanwhile, they're just kind of losing their mind over there. Um, and and other person base, other people basically were saying he's disgusting He's, uh, you know, he's, he's blah, 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 blah. But I just had to laugh that they had no idea how innocuous was that and how brilliant on the part of Michael Humphrey to be able to, to, to bring this in and basically be like, see, I mean, I just, I've got a mustache. The walrus kind of looks like the mustache. And it was just this kind of stealth insult to some of those folks out there who were going to be butthurt. And they were so butthurt because they didn't even know. They didn't even know. They were, they were whapper jawed. They were absolutely. <laughs> okay. I mean, I got it in. I got it in. That's all I'm going to say. They were gobsmacked. Absolutely gobsmacked by that, that they just didn't know. And how could they? And of course, now they got to decry it and everything else. But what a hot, 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 hot mess. All right, we got to uh, we got to go. Hour two is dead ahead. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the the too big to fail complex. It's kind of going on across America. Um, it's uh, 
It's one of those things. We're going to we're going to consider that and talk more. Plus a little bit of AMA, ask me anything. And we'll go on from there. All right, back with more. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Hour 2 is dead ahead. It'll be me and you and uh we'll just we'll hang out. I'm ready. Come on down. Let's get her done. The Michael Duke show, Common Sense Radio. Bill said he thought it was Burt Stedman, the walrus. Yeah, the walrus. <laughs> they were wapperjawed. Um, would that be a cow with a tusk? Rick says he finally got the star thing working. Thank you, Rick. And thank you, Bill. I see Bill had done laid down some stars again this morning. I appreciate that. Um... Whipper, you whipper snapper, you young little whipper snapper. I take you out back and put you over my knee, dingbat. Yeah, see that's the thing. Uh, people should listen to the Matt Wall show on KFAR at seven o five p.m. in Fairbanks. I resemble that remark. I forgot that Matt Walsh was on KFAR. <clears throat> yeah, Matt Walsh is. If you've been watching his uh, YouTube videos, uh, where he takes down and dissembles and disassembles the uh, some TikTok and, and some of the social media people on what is a woman. Oh, man, those videos are so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. Um, okay, lack of tusk. Um, did I get caught up on everything? Um, Mambo Jambo. Um, I'm scrolling backwards. My sister, yeah, my sister used to sing, put the lime in the coconut, then drink it all up. Yeah, that's it. Put the lime in the coconut and drink it all up. Circling back to the conversation with Julie Columbia, one of the areas the R's have abandoned is support of families. It's still there, but it has been muted. It seems like the Republicans have farmed out their economic platform to the libertarians, which themselves have been co-opted. I think in some ways you're not wrong, my friend. You know, I I, I, I get it, you know. Um, hey, Willie, if you... Um, if you look at our track record, though, people in the Valley have been the most proactive in local issues and the community doesn't like something, the next meeting is packed to the doors. That is true. I will say that the the Valley is, you know, um, I, I would say that the Valley is definitely one of the most proactive places I've ever lived. Uh, North Pole in the Valley, very much two birds of a feather. Um when the city of North Pole was trying to annex big chunks of the area around the city of North Pole, 
Um, I walked to 175 houses in the area surrounding my neighborhood, and um, we had that place packed. I mean, it was standing room only for five hours. Um, let's see. Uh, you're the one who said ravel. I just used it in a sentence. Oh, I mean, I'm, or was that in reference to something? I hate it when I come in later. Oh, I used the rabble. I didn't realize I like Monty Python, but I am not one of those guys who's watched life of Brian. I've probably seen life of Brian twice in my life. Um, and, but there are some people who just use it in quotes all the time. I just missed it. That's what I was like. Wascally wabbit. Okay. Mm-hmm. A gazillion. Going over. Yada, yada, yada. Pour the lime and the coconut. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, we were tricked into voting for confirming that we are... What? Uh, they were tricked into voting for confirming that they are living a life of delusion since it's a walrus... That now makes what the Rainbow Coalition say is a good thing to happen is now wrong, eating their own. Yeah, I mean, I just, they're embarrassed because they got bamboozled, right? I mean, they got, they got schnookered. Sorry, I, I just, I, that's how pretty and beautiful and, oh my God, it stands against everything that I stand for. What was I thinking? I mean, so. Oh, man. Uh, your scarf backstory. Well, if you've been watching the show, you know that I have this scarf in about 12 different colors. I started wearing, it's called a schmog. Schmog. she Schmog. And it's just, a, it's just a big kerchief, 42 inches by 42 inches. And I wear one a lot, summer and winter, because it keeps you cool in the summer and keeps you warm in the winter. And um, back of my neck gets cold sometimes. Um, it's just a, it's a, just a very, it's, uh, it's kind of very handy. Um, and I've just been wearing one for, I, you know, I, I, I had friends who were military personnel that came back from the desert and one of them brought me one, uh, when they came back from, uh, from fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, and one of them brought me one, uh, I, I still have it. It's a, a original, you know, it's not a retail it was one that he got off the streets of wherever he was at. And I really liked it. I enjoyed wearing it. And so I bought uh, some more. There you go. That's what it's all about. Um, all right. <clears throat> 40 seconds out. Um, quest for the Holy Grail shaped my life or at least my humor. Have I done voice work for a movie? No, I have not. In a world where... Radio show hosts do no work for movies. Um, no, <clears throat> I have not done any movie work. To do a lot of that stuff, it you got to be a SAG after member, and I just, on principle, have refused to join that thing yet. All right, we gotta go. Gonna be back here, at the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.
buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Well, good morning and welcome back to Hour 2 of The Michael Dukes Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translate because they don't make AM translators, okay? I'm just saying, they're not, I mean, the translators translate from AM to FM, but you, you know what I mean, right? Okay, so when I say translators, I mean FM translate. Just I'm making it clear for those who may be confused. Uh, broadcasting across the state of Alaska on plain old terrestrial radio uh, and broadcasting live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com, where you go to that website and you'll find, well, pretty much everything you ever wanted to know about me. Well, it's really a lie. But anyway, you want to stay in contact with me, that's the way to do it. You can send me an email from there You or a message. You can uh, listen to the live stream, which is up and rolling right now. You can listen to the podcast. It's got linked to all the podcasts. And you can find links to all my social media sites as well. Again, MichaelDukesShow.com. Um. And I, I, I was going to say something about the new website, which has been done for about five months now, with the exception of the little e-commerce component of it, which I'm, I'm going to have to hire somebody out to take care of that because I've, I've been struggling with it. And I just, every time I take, I'll sit down and take an hour or two to try and figure out what's not working quite right. And then I'll just throw my hands up in the air and walk away from it because I'm frustrated. I'm going to have to hire somebody to help me put that part together. I've done everything else with the website. I've built the whole other – but this part, just not – because it's been – it's 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 ready. This new website, which looks really nice, is ready and has been ready for five months. And uh, damn. Anyway, uh, hi. How are you? How are you? How's things going? It's Wednesday, which means a hump day, middle of the week. We can see firearms Friday from here. I mean, I can just look down the thing and I can see Friday. I'm looking forward to it. Normally, in this hour of the program on Wednesdays, we're joined by State Senator Mike Schauer. But unfortunately, he he's employed. He got called into work. And so he is currently 20,000 something feet in the air somewhere above here, somewhere above this little blue marble. He is up in the air doing his thing. So uh, unfortunately, not able to come on the program today. That's and that's, it was it was a bummer. Um, but that just means that you and I get a chance to hang out and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, number to call. Phone lines are open, 
907-433-3150. If you would like to be part of it, we would love to hear from you today. Whatever topic you want to. And I I basically uh, said today you can ask me anything. Um, we've had questions about my we've had questions about my vocabulary, questions about my work in voice acting, uh, questions about my attire. I wanted to know about my scarf, which I mean, I'm happy to tell you all about. It's not that big a deal, uh, but I am apparently trying to beat facial recognition software with my scarf. I didn't realize that that was a thing, too. Somebody said anyway, um, whatever it is you want to talk about today, I'd love to talk about it. We just finished talking about. Murkowski and the Republican Party, the whole Johnny the Walrus. Uh, did, did you not hear about the Johnny the Walrus thing in Fairbanks? Anyway, interesting stuff. Um, it's a it, we had a lot of stuff to cover in hour one. Uh, in hour two, I got a couple things I want to talk about. Um, but I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm just kind of happy, just kind of crashing around in the dark here, talking about whatever it is that you guys are are throwing out at me. I enjoy that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, I'm a, I'm a student of history, right? History was one of my favorite subjects. And it was ironic because when I was going to high school, we really didn't have that many strictly history classes. I mean, I remember I had Western Civilization, which was a fascinating class. I loved that. And there was a bit of history um, it wasn't like us history, but I, anyway, I, I was constantly reading about things on my own because I loved history. Um, and, uh, one of the guys that I read quite frequently is Simon Black. Um, and I, uh, who's a, he's a investor and, and, but he's also a commentator on like culture and things like that. He had a piece come out here just the other day. And when was this? Monday, Sunday, Saturday, yesterday, it was yesterday, it was Monday. And um, he really made me think uh, on this story. And there's some history. And he, I, what I like about Simon Black is he often throws back to history to show you the fact that history repeats itself. And um, he will tell a story about history and then tie it back into, can you see the parallels of what's going on today? And it's always interesting. Uh, but again, as a student of history, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very keen on that kind of stuff. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, we talked a little bit yesterday about the Kelly Chewbacca ranked choice voting thing, right? And how now she is in the crosshairs of um, Scott Kendall and Alaska for better elections. I mean, I think that just anybody that's going to get into the arena of fighting against ranked choice voting, uh, I'm going to say that you probably just better be prepared to put your boxing gloves on because Scott Kendall's going to climb in there with you and try and beat the P. Wadden out of you. That's just, I could see it already. He's got nothing but time. And he's an attorney, which reminds me of the Shakespeare line. Um, he's not, he's, you know, he's, he's got nothing but time and he is going to do everything in his power to try and trip up because they're afraid. I mean, the gentleman that called earlier from Seward that said he had his booklet out on the North Dock, I think he said North Dock, at the bait shop. Uh, in Seward. And he said the thing that surprised him was that 80 to 90 percent of the people that he talks to about it 
are all in favor of repealing ranked choice voting. And see, here's the thing. I think that that is probably between 70 and 90 percent is probably going to be a norm for people who want to repeal ranked choice voting. And that's why Scott Kendall is in such a lather and the people over at Alaska for Better Elections. That's why when Art Mathias and company was first starting to gin this up, there was a whole spate of commercials on the air from Alaskans for Better Elections telling people to just, you know, they were warning people because they're I think they were in a bit of a panic because they know that this is unpopular with the silent majority. Right. The majority that doesn't really get involved, doesn't normally talk about things, but people are signing these books in droves, in droves. And so that's why he immediately went out and as dinged and filed a complaint with APOC against Art Mathias and the Alaskans for Honest Government. And now he's fighting against Kelly Shabaka and the Protect Democracy, Preserve Democracy movement and everything else. Um, I'm not saying that they that art or that kelly or that whoever that they haven't made a mistake in you know in the, in the apoc laws that does happen we've seen it on both sides of the aisle uh it is a very convoluted system but i can tell you that if you are planning on getting into this fight you better have all your t's crossed and all your i's dotted because mm, baby they are absolutely going to tear you apart. They're going to look for any little infraction or thing that they can bring up. Even if it's just a war in the in the in the public, even if it's just a public perception issue, uh they already have a good, you know, they already have a a good uh ally in the news media. Alaskans for better elections and Scott Kendall and stuff like that. They I mean it's already the news media seems to already be, you know, kind of in their corner on this one. And so anything that they can do to discredit you is going to be I mean, you better you better have some compliance people on board is what I'm saying. You better have some people on board whose sole job is to make sure that you are in compliance with whatever rules, regs or laws or anything else that's coming out, because otherwise. They're going to tie up all your time and resources and everything else fighting back against APOC and fighting back against the complaints. It's lawfare. That's what it is. It's lawfare. And uh, he's a lawyer. Again, insert the Shakespearean comment. That's, I mean, that's, he's a lawyer. And that he's got nothing better to do than to do anything he can to run you down. So, Um, all right. So that was the, uh, the other story that we just touched on briefly the other day, but we can see more and more that this is going to be kind of the method, um, of madness as the battle for ranked choice voting continues to heat up. Um, I think that regardless, irregardless, is that even a word? Regardless of whether or not the APOC finds that something's wrong. The, the momentum is now on the side of Alaskans for Honest Elections and the folks carrying the ballot books. Um, I think that it's going to appear on the ballot, um, and I think it will be repealed uh, because I think you're seeing a huge amount of people who are understanding that, that mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Now, interestingly enough, I don't think that the ballot measure goes far enough because it does not repeal it in its entirety. Um, and I would like to see a clean repeal, but that's just not, that's just not how it's written. 
So it's only a partial repeal of ranked choice voting. But we'll we'll see we'll see how it happens. We'll see how it goes when it's all said and done. Uh, but I have a good feeling about it right now, and I think again that's why you're seeing uh, Alaskans for Better Elections. Scott Kendall and company are, you know, they're pooping their collective drawlies over this whole thing because they are worried. I think they know, you know, when people figure out that they were bamboozled, people get a little upset. And, uh, and I think a lot of people felt that they were hoodwinked on this whole deal, man. I'm using a lot of words today. It's, uh, it's good stuff. Um, P Wadden. Um, all right. We are, well, we're up against the break. I got no time for nothing else. Ooh, that was a horrible, horrible. I don't have time for anything else right now. We're going to come back over us and we're going to rejoin in just a moment. And then I can talk about the story inspired by Simon Black, the too big to fail, the plan A, as he talks about. And I will, we'll come back to that. We, we got to, there's some things we got to do. We got to wake up to some things. And uh, I think uh, he brings some good information to the table. We're going to talk about that. All right. uh, Back with more. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense. Liberty-based. Free-thinking radio. We will continue in just a moment. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. <laughs> Strange woman lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Man, it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Ren's, Ren's liver, ocelot spleens, wolf nibble chips, get them all they're hot. They're lovely. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Peter Boghossian is a good read over at Substack as if you don't have enough. I have read some of his stuff. He's, he's been, he's done some good stuff, but you're right. I, man, I have so much reading that I try and get into every day. Um, let's see here. Um, (laughs) good accent said with a cock. Cock, Cockney, Cockneyville. Oh, I see. Said with a Cockney drawl. Yeah. Strange woman lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Ah, governor. All right. Um. Oh, man. 
Uh, all right. Hey, look, somebody's on the phone. Somebody's on the blower on the horn. Uh, we should uh, figure out who they are and where they are and what they're calling about. And then we'll take the call when we get back to the radio. How about that? Uh, over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael. This is Chris in Fairbanks. Hey, Chris. Uh, you want to hold the line? I'll be right back to you here. We are about two minutes and 30 seconds out. You got it, buddy. All right. Chris is in Fairbanks, and he's back on hold. All right. So we do that. Um, What in the world are you drinking? Nothing. Just good old plain-fashioned water. I don't know. Today's just one of those days where I'm just like, let my hair down. What little I have left of my hair. I'm just letting it down a little bit. Life's too short to get all burnt up about all the political stuff. And, you know, you just got to let it go. You can't fix, you can't fix most of it. You can only fix what you're doing or what, uh, you know, the effect that you can have on your local stuff. So that's, that's what we're doing. Um... Is it a bonus hole or a black? I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. Oh, oh, hey, Chris left the meeting. Uh, Chris, Chris left the phone call. All right, sorry, Chris. Um, oh, maybe because he couldn't hear me. I don't know. No, I'm not muted. I'm fine. Wasn't me. It was him. Wasn't me. It was him. Um. All right. Get ready for term limits. The initiative is being reviewed for the governor right now, said Willie. I am all about that. I am all about that, uh, that term limits deal. 100%. 100% right now as well. All right. Uh, one minute, uh, roughly one minute out right now. And I see somebody just rejoined uh, the, uh, uh, somebody just rejoined. Is this, uh, is this you, Chris? Are you still there? It is, Michael. Okay. It sure is. All right. Yeah. Hold on. I'll be right back to you. We're 20 seconds out. Don't go anywhere. I just want to make sure that I don't call you, didn't call you Susan or something. You could do anything you want. Just don't call me Susan. <laughs> wow. Today, man. Today is a day. Uh, all right. We're ready to go. Uh, I lied. It wasn't 20 seconds. It was 40 seconds because now we're. 30 seconds out. That's what that ding means, by the way. We're 30 seconds out from returning to the radio. Um, so just in case you were ever wondering, that's how long you have from the time you hear the ding to the time it's 30 seconds. Um, all right. <clears throat> we're going to continue ahead. Uh, Kathleen says, I'm following National because I want to try and understand what's happening to our country. Our country is in the middle of a train wreck, Kathleen, and has been. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Public enema number one. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, enemy. Public enemy number one, which uh, makes more sense. On the other hand, he's a little bit of a pain in the uh, Michael Duke show. Yes, yes, I am. The Michael Duke show. <laughs> Comments, yes to everything. Yes to everything that just happened. 
It is the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. A little bit of hump day madness today. We're having a good time. If I chuckle at inopportune times, just understand that I'm listening to the voices in my head. Uh, meanwhile, let's go back to Fairbanks. Chris is up in Fairbanks and had some things he wanted to say. Let's see what's on his mind. Good morning, my friend. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Michael? I uh, appreciate your show. Thank you, sir. What's What, what are you thinking today? Well, I got to tell you, you know, I'll be your naysayer today. I actually appreciate ranked choice voting uh, and the open primary. Uh, I just, uh, you know, your open air there with Lisa Murkowski is a good example how those parties just aren't going to fix themselves. They, they're just not. Uh, and so we've got different options. Uh, we're going to be stuck with, well, more Lisa Murkowski, more Mitch McConnell, more Democrats, more, more the same kind of Republicans. And, we, we just simply can't fix it from the inside. Uh, it's got to be fixed by us, the voters. And so that's why I like ranked choice voting. Uh, I mean, you know, look, I understand that there is a, you know, and I know a lot of libertarians disagree with me because uh, I because I have been vocal about being anti-ranked choice voting. And I guess I would have to ask the question is, is there a... Is there a place for a split in ranked choice voting where ranked choice is used at the national level, but not at the local level um, or, you know, where you can get more names, you know, more names and those kind of things? I don't know. I am just first of all, I was very disenchanted by the way it was put on put together, put on the ballot and sold to Alaskans that to me immediately raised some red flags. And then the whole, you know, the big part about it is the jungle primary. That's part of the problem there. Um, the ranked choice voting itself, although so, problematic, part, is, is different. Huh? That's the best part, Michael, the jungle primary. I mean, otherwise, you got the gatekeepers. They're going to give us, well, let's do a good example. In a perfect world or in a more better world, we would have a Joe Miller, right? And then outcomes from Senate finance uh, or whatever they call their little pack that the Senate has. We've got an exorbitant amount of outside money that floods the system, and now you can spell Murkowski with a Z or a Q, and she'll still get elected. Right? The open primary allows for other people to, to, to get past that gatekeeper so that we don't have to dicker with that. Um, that. That's the whole reason for the open primary. Now, I got it. It was created by some political parasites. I completely concur with you. Completely concur with you. But right. without that open primary, I just don't know how you can get past the gatekeepers. And they're alive and well. And I, they're going to produce the same kind of alive. Oh, is that my radio? No, no, that was me. I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to – I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just say, doesn't it okay. – it, it, and I agree with some of the things that you're saying. And I understand that, I mean, you know, we saw candidates like – you and others, uh, Sean, and some of these other candidates that would have had no chance to make it onto a major ballot. We saw that happen and it was fantastic. And I was happy to vote for you. And I was, you know, I mean, I was excited about those things. But but the question is, doesn't it worry you, the people who are putting these things into place and their motivations for doing so? That it's the manipulativeness that worries me. Uh, and, and the fact that it did create a tremendous amount of confusion, the fact that it was a bait and switch, they were sold dark money versus the actual change. And, and it, that, that, it bothers right. me more than I can really say. 
more than anything else. Because you're right, in, in some components, I believe you're, you're right. It does offer wider access to people who would never be able to get that. They don't have the name recognition. It reduces, in some ways, the powers of the incumbency. But at the same time, it dilutes the vote of, you know, of of the more conservative side or really the more liberal side of the of the of the of the balance sheet and i'm not necessarily in favor of that either but the my main concern is just the way doesn't that worry you that that's how they had to present it don't you feel like the other shoe is going to drop i i guess michael the the, the prescription isn't going to fix the problem with the first dose right I mean, we've been doing this duopoly now for, you know, the better part of 100 years. Um, You know, we're talking from FDR to today, right? Because before FDR, we actually had federalism, and and we had states that actually had rights, and they didn't have to go to the federal government in order to beg, you know, for for stuff. But between the Civil War and FDR, federalism has kind of gone by the wayside, and we're stuck with what we got right now, which is exactly what you mentioned earlier with Murkowski is a good example of that. And so if we're going to try to get past that, it's going to take more than one dose. And yeah, I, I got you. I'm with you on the dark money, but I told him if, if there's anybody listening, it's this guy who totally understands the dark money issue of this, but we've got to start someplace. I mean, imagine if you're in Congress and one of the parties says you need to have oxygen to breathe. The other side would hold their breath and start litigation, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Kendall, right? Right, I mean, right. That's just how it is. And and we've got to get some normalcy in there. And the only way I can see it doing it is that jungle primary. I mean, uh, above all, that's the one thing that Alaskans can actually have a say in to make posit- a positive directional change. And we just, I don't know how we do that. Well, the good news is, the good news is, Chris, is that the the jungle primary component remains. Uh, with the repeal, that's the one part that does remain is the jungle yeah. primary. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I guess uh, I would rather see. Yeah, a, I've, I've read it from, from Peterson. I, I'm sorry, what? I, I've read that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, so the jungle primary remains. The ranked choice voting part becomes uh, is the part that would be repealed. Maybe it's baby steps, Chris. Maybe that's what it needs to do. Maybe it's the jungle primary first. Maybe we'll see some names. Um, I think, quite honestly, if the Republican Party in the state continues to go the direction that it's going to go, I think that you may see some split offs from the Republican Party. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that libertarians get a boost? Does that mean that the AIP gets a boost or the, you know, I mean, who who gets the, you know, who gets the those members or do they create their own? A conservative Republican Party or something like that. I don't know, but I just know that that uh, the the, the, conserv- the conservatives that I talk to are very frustrated with the whole situation and scenario with the leadership of the Republican Party. And if it continues and they can't oust them, then the, something new may come. Something new may come about. Maybe, maybe. I mean, uh, but. I mean, we've been waiting now for, what do you think, maybe 20-plus years? I mean, since Governor Frank Murkowski was in charge. Um, I mean, that that's a long time to wait. Oh, yeah. No, no. Some of us have been waiting. That's a long time to wait. Some of us have been waiting a lot longer than that. Some of us have been waiting, you know, since before Joe Vogler died for something to change. And, uh, you know, 
I just, you know, I mean, you know, some of us were not necessarily, I liked a lot of what Joe had to say. I didn't believe that a secession movement was the answer or was going to fix anything, but he was shining a light on a lot of things that I thought people would eventually come around to. And it's been 30 years almost since this, you know, and we're still here. And so either people are just inured to it or they're just tired and not participating. Right. I think that's what we're seeing more than anything, I think, is people just they're exhausted with the divisiveness and the polarization. And so they just throw their hands up in the air and they walk away. And I think that's what we're facing. And I think the ranked choice voting thing for many of them was just the final straw. And that's why we saw the lowest voter turnout in history, because they're just like, oh, this is just it looks like the whole thing looks hanky and look, I'm just I'm done. And I think that's problematic because this is a participatory sport. Politics is a participatory sport. So, true. So I'm up to. Uh, hold on, I keep paper in my my truck. Let me let me get it real quick. So I'm up to 1,047 people uh, that I've asked who who didn't vote, and I've asked them, hey, what, you know, why didn't you vote? Generally speaking, it's the same reasons, Michael. It's the same same reasons. Like either either one, nothing on the agenda really spoke to them to come out and vote, so they voted with their feet. Uh, none of the candidates were relatable, or, or it really just didn't matter. The same character, and it doesn't matter which party really. It, the same character was going to win, right? Uh, or if they won, the same outcome was going to remain. So I don't know, you know, and I've got, I've had out of those, I've had three people tell me it was because of ranked choice voting, three, um, out of one thousand and whatever twenty seven. Right. Hold on, cat. So I just, you know, I don't think it's easier to to say that it was the ranked choice voting. I think it's easier to say that there just wasn't anything there to vote for. I think it was just because I think uh, people are tired. I mean, I think ranked choice voting didn't help, uh, but I think I think people I think the polarization and everything else is just they're 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 sick and tired of all the stuff that's going on. And I agree with that. And that's why, again, I thought, you know, that you were a great candidate for this and that's why you got my vote. And I was grateful to be able to vote for you (laughs) and then be able to vote for Nick. You know what I mean? That was good. I I enjoyed I enjoyed being able to vote for you. And then vote for Sean, and then vote for Nick, and then vote for Kelly. I was, you know, I was able to do that. That was a grateful thing. I was, I was thankful for that because I got to vote uh, what I, the way I wanted to vote, um, as far as my conscience. But I would have much rather done that in different rounds of voting, personally, because again, I am just super sus of yeah. about uh, the way that this whole thing got sold to us. That's that really raises the hairs in the back of my neck more than anything else. So final thoughts, Chris, bye. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I got to go. I got my clients are about to show up for uh, fishing because, you know, that's what we do here. Um, but I, I uh, thanks for taking my call, Michael. And, you know, I always appreciate, appreciate the dialogue. Well, I appreciate you calling in. It's counterpoint is never a bad thing, my friend. Don't ever be afraid to call in and disagree. We could still agree to disagree and and have a beer later. That doesn't bother me at all. So thank you, sir. Appreciate you calling in. 
All right. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, that's former candidate for uh, the U.S. House, Chris By, libertarian candidate, Chris By. I didn't know that in the beginning until he started talking. Uh, but I mean, you know, yeah, it, it's the two party dichotomy is a big deal. Uh, as he said, I mean, we're locked into this thing. And look at how people are treated now if they don't vote for candidate A or candidate B or candidate elephant or candidate donkey. Uh, I mean, you're just like, why are you, you know, you're throwing your vote away. Or in some instances, even more egregious is the fact that people look at you and go, oh, well, then you got so-and-so elected, the one person that they didn't want to get elected. You got them elected because you didn't vote for my candidate. Again, and it always comes back to me how amazed I am that people believe that somehow, someway, electing one specific candidate is going to fix the issue, whether it's president or senator or congressman or whatever. Now, in the in the in the whole, if you do vote a bunch of different folks in, maybe you can make a difference. But across the state and especially at the national level, how you can think that some guy or gal is going to fix all the pro we saw that we've seen the we've seen all the promises. I mean, we saw it. With even, I mean, even with Trump this last time, oh, he's going to go in there and fix all, and no. I mean, it just, and it's not going to happen again. I don't care if it's DeSantis or Pence or Vivek Romansky or what, I mean, or whoever, whoever. It doesn't matter who goes in there. They're not going to fix all of the problems that are going on out there because the system is in place, and there are too many players who are benefiting from the system that we have right now. Uh, quite honestly, I don't think I, I just I think we're kind of at that phase where a lot of us have known that there's been a problem for years. We've been crying from the rooftops that there's problems for years. Nobody's listening because many of them have a vested interest in business as usual continuing. And what's going to have to happen is you're going to have to hit rock bottom. And of course, the ones that will be hurt by that will be average Americans, you and me, the powers that be the elites, the people who are making the decisions, they'll be just fine. They'll just head off to their, you know, private island or whatever. They'll go, they'll go home and, and, you know, pull their millions around them to shield themselves from all the problems that they created. And it won't matter. We'll be the ones that'll pay for it. Because nobody's willing to, and we'll talk about that in the next segment, I guess. I got the, I got one final, I didn't, I thought I was going to be talking about this last hour, but I guess we're going to use the last segment to talk about this history lesson from Simon Black. So we'll, con, we'll, we'll continue. That's what we'll do. We'll continue in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. We'll return. Phone lines are open, 907-433-3150, but um, I want to get to this segment, this next story. We'll be back right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
Okay. <clears throat> Let's continue on. Um, we need to go back to paper ballots and hand counting, said Amy Merles. I, again, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with uh, paper ballots. The problem is, of course, is, well, I mean, paper ballots are good because you always have the backup. Even if you use scanning, I'm not opposed to using scanning machines if, as long as you have the paper ballots for backup because then you can always do the recount and you could physically see what, you know, you could see what is what and where is where. Um, any attempt to change the vote, the way we vote is wrong, period. Chris said, we voted this way since conception, and over 200 years later, they want to change it. Yeah, because they're not getting exactly what they want, I guess. that's. But, I mean, to Chris's point, uh, not, Chris, not Chris Byers here, but to Chris Byers' point, <laughs> that's not confusing at all. Chris Byers is the listener in the chat room. Chris By was the candidate who was on the phone a minute ago. But to Chris By's point, you know, uh, we, we've got to find some other way to get some other candidates up there in the spotlight, in the limelight. It's, you know, we've got to find some way to break the two-party dichotomy, and I don't know how to do that. The duopoly of the, of the two parties. Um, I'm not sure that it will, but again, I will get into this here in the next segment. I don't know. I hope I'm going to have enough time. Because there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to cover that uh, we didn't get it to through here. Um, at least it's not snow. It's not. It's going to be a tequila summer, but at least it's not snow. I mean, that's what I've been saying lately. I mean, I know yesterday it got nice for like two hours in the afternoon. And in fact, it was I was driving home and the sun was streaming in and I was like, oh, this beautiful vitamin D. And then it started raining. I'm just like, man. But I tell myself, at least it's not snowing. You know, at least it's not snowing. I went straight to tequila because, well, rain again. Well, I mean, I like the rain. But I also like the sun. I like a mix of the two. I just don't want one or the other all the time. What was it, last year or the year before that it was so hot the first couple months of the summer? It was just like. Oh, it was murderous. Uh, heavens to Murgatroyd. Uh, it was, yeah. Um, I'd like to get a chance to start mowing. I know we were going to mow the grass and then it just got oh, so wet. I mean, all that rain this weekend, I walked out on the lawn and it was like squish, squish. I'm like, it's going to take two days for this thing to dry out just to be able to mow it. Amazing. Amazing. Randy says, oh, no, did you say the jungle primary will still remain even if the ballot measure to get rid of the ranked choice voting passes? Yes. Like I said, it doesn't repeal the whole thing in its entirety. It only repeals the ranked choice uh, voting portion of it. Um, what's this, the thing? Speaking of Ron DeSantis' home toggle navigation menu, you just copied something. Ron DeSantis asked the legislator to create an office within. I can't read the whole thing. It just ran right off the screen. That's as far as I can read there, Jeremy. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what the story is. Um, all right. 
<clears throat> yeah, last year we burnt up. This year we're wet as we're wet as hell. We got web feet, and uh, we'll see what we'll see what's going on. Um. All right, where are we at? Ninety seconds. Ninety seconds to the return, and we are ready to go. Do me a favor. Would you uh, like and share this video? Uh, especially you guys on YouTube. Uh, I was doing some reading about the algorithm uh, the last couple days since, you know, now I'm officially a partner. I figured I probably should figure out how the thing works. Um, if you like and share or just put an emoji in the comment or something like that, um, <clears throat> it really helps with the engagement and it may elevate it. So more people in Alaska who are on YouTube will have my videos pop up on their feed. So make sure you comment, like, and share the videos on you on YouTube, <clears throat> especially liking the videos and then commenting that trick that triggers, um, that triggers more movement and gives it a higher likelihood that it'll plop it down in front of somebody in Alaska who maybe has never heard of the show. I know that's hard to believe, but there are Alaskans who've never heard of the show. I know. Shocking. Shocking, I tell you. So, like and share, like, follow, subscribe, do all the things. Do all the things out there that you can do. Here we go. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let's get down into, you know, Harold was only here for a little bit yesterday, and I haven't seen him all week. That's nah, been nice and quiet, hasn't it? Here we go. Okay, uh, welcome back. Uh, the Michael Duke Show, final segment of the show for today. And hopefully we have enough time to get through this whole thing. As I was saying earlier, um, the, uh, you know, the, the, I'm a student of history and I enjoy it. And I uh, read Simon Black quite a bit. Uh, he's an investment guy. And a, a, anyway, it's a, he, he, he constantly is pulling uh, allegories from history, uh, parallels from history. And talking about that and then talking about what's going on, you know, today that where history is repeating itself. And he talks about uh, in his mind, he says, here's why plan A really stinks. Now, to me, a better title would have been um, a better title is the whole too big to fail kind of thing. Right. Just too big to fail. People can't rate just wrap their minds around it. So for this story, we go all the way back to Constantinople. Constantinople was the centerpiece of the Byzantine Empire, which was really an extension of the Roman Empire, right? Uh, the walls of Constantinople were supposedly impenetrable. I mean, at least that's what the, the citizens thought. Uh, but on a Tuesday night at midnight in 1453... The citizens of Constantinople were surprised, shocked, I tell you, 
and watched in horror as Turkmen mercenaries from the Ottoman Empire broke down sections of the walls that had stood for over a thousand years and then sacked the city. I mean, they were just like, they're never going to hurt us. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. We're too big to fail. We'll go on. And then the Turkmen, they knocked down the walls and started to sack the city. Ottoman soldiers looted and pillaged Constantinople with such barbarous ferocity that their ruler, Mahmed II, was said to have wept when he inspected the city three days later remarking that what a city we have given over to plunder and destruction. I mean, even he was shocked at the the ferocity of what was going on. Prior to the Ottoman siege, Constantinople had been the capital of the Byzantine Empire, which, again, was one of the most uh, powerful empires in the world for centuries. It was the legitimate continuation of the original Roman Empire. In fact, Constantinople originally was known as Nova Roma or New Rome. But over time, the Byzantine Empire became weaker and weaker, just as the Roman Empire had before it. And similar to Rome, many Byzantine emperors were legendary for their incompetence. Uh, There was a study uh, in 2012 uh, from a medical journal uh, in 2012 that concluded that at least seven Byzantine emperors exhibited signs of pathological confusion consistent with dementia. Have they run that same test on the president? Uh, Byzantine rulers squandered the empire's wealth. They inflated the currency and they failed to secure their borders. They engaged in disastrous trade and economic policy. They adopted highly unpopular social positions that were out of touch with mainstream citizens. They canceled anyone who disagreed with them. Some ideological dissidents were exiled while others were blinded or had their tongues cut out. Political blunders led to humiliating defeats of the Byzantines' once-dominant military, causing a severe loss of the empire's reputation around the world. They they failed to keep up with their rising adversaries, uh, as rivals like the Ottoman and uh, Venice, the city-state of Venice, grew more powerful. Many Byzantine rulers ignored obvious threats and continued to mismanage the empire. Uh, Just like Rome, there occasionally were strong Byzantine emperors who undid some of the damage, but they couldn't stop the inevitable decline. And by the time the Ottoman armies approached in the spring of 1453, the Byzantine Empire was essentially done. It wasn't even an empire at that point. In fact, it was just a few square miles of area no larger than the size of Rhode Island. That was pretty much the whole thing. That was, The Byzantine Empire had shrunk down. It was in obvious decline. Yet even with such obvious decline, and even with an invading army moving towards their city, the residents of Constantinople clung to the past. The idea that their empire and their city were invincible, too big to fail. As a result, many people did absolutely nothing in the face of such danger. They just sat and watched Ottoman engineers chip away brick by brick until the walls fell down. Uh, Simon Black calls that plan A, a hope for the best. Do nothing and hope for the best. Again, I call that the, 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 the symptoms of the too-big-to-fail disease. He then goes on to talk about there are a few obvious examples of some serious challenges that are facing the United States. 
He talked about the banking crisis from just four months ago uh, and how problematic that is. The bigger one, in my mind, is Social Security. He says Social Security is another example. The program's trustees state very clearly that Social Security's key funds will run out of money within 10 years. What is the government doing about it? Nothing. What are most individuals doing about it? Nothing. It's plan A. Let's just pretend that everything will be okay despite all rational evidence to the contrary. Now, this barely scratches the surfaces of the challenges. There's national debt, crumbling education system, weaponization of government agencies, cancel culture, the idea, increasing likelihood of the U.S. dollar losing its dominance as the world reserve currency. You can go on and on. And, and you can even look here in the state of Alaska. Too big to fail. We're going to expend all the money that we can and then some. We're going to exhaust the PFD. We're going to take it all. Then we're going to exhaust the permanent fund dividend, and it's going to be consumed by all government spending. And then within just a handful of short years, I estimate maybe three short years after that happens, there will be taxes on a lot. It just doesn't matter. And we'll just keep going on like, it'll be fine. Don't worry. We could spend all we want. We are too big to fail. These are the lessons that we are failing to learn from these whole systemic things. I mean, the Roman Empire is a prime example of what's going on from debasing the currency uh, on downward breads and circuses and social programs and, and the elevation of the Senate to, you know, nearly of the Roman Senate to nearly godlike noble status. And the fact that, you know, it just, you could go on and on and on <clears throat> and we can look at this today. And there's so many parallels in what's going on today. And nobody is learning those lessons from history. Too big to fail. Don't worry about it. It'll all work out. I came to the conclusion several years ago, and I don't, it's one of the reasons why I stopped covering national. I mean, you know, not only do I feel like I couldn't affect it, not only did I feel like I was smashing my head against the wall every day that I talked about many of those things, I also came to the conclusion that nobody is going to change it. That essentially, the wheels have got to come off the bus before anybody is willing to make a change. You know, it's the old adage of how do you unpickle a pickle? You don't. You throw it on the ground, you stomp it under your heel, and you go get a new cucumber. That's what you do. You know, we, we that, if from the, from the fighter pilot standpoint, I wish Mike was here to talk about it, but from the fighter pilot standpoint, you know, it's that go, no-go point, right? Where you've gone too far, you know, you fly, you only have a certain amount of fuel, You've gone, you've gone too far to be able to return. You're over a halfway point in the journey in the amount of fuel that you have. You can't, we can't go back because nobody's willing to do it because there's vested interest in continuing things on the way that they are. And, and you know, if, if the warning signs aren't, are the warning signs have been there, but if nobody pays attention to them at this point and it goes on for any more length of time, you will not be able to return. I mean, it's a, you know, you just won't be able to come back. And I came to the conclusion about 10, 12 years ago that they're all in it to get not. And I guess I shouldn't say that I jokingly said about the thing, you know, they're doing it on purpose and they're all they're all in it together. I think many of them are doing it. Um on purpose just to basically bolster themselves, their egos, their incomes, whatever. 
I don't think that they're all in it together, but I think that there is a cadre on both the left and the right that all have a vested interest in keeping things going the way that they're going. And either they believe that it's just there'll be some something on the horizon that will save them, or if the if the wheel do come off the bus or the train does crash, they'll survive because they've insulated themselves through all their influence and everything else. So I guess this comes back to the what-if component of what we've talked about in the past. Are you prepared with a plan B? That's what Simon Black was talking about, a plan B. Are you prepared with a plan B because everyone else is just planning on plan A? Do Have you looked at your finances and what you're doing and everything else? Have you paid attention to what you can do and how you can prepare your family for any eventuality, including the wheels coming off the bus? It's an interesting thought, but history informs future outcomes. Probably should learn a little bit more about what happened in the past so you know where you're going. Out of time for today, my friends. Thanks for coming in. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. All right. Pilots call this phenomenon a graveyard spiral, says Eric. Thank you, Eric. That's a great graveyard spiral. Because you're just circling the graveyard, headed down. Yeah, graveyard spiral. That's a good one. I appreciate that. Uh, the contract. <laughs> the contractors said they were impenetrable. I mean, that's what we're convinced all the time, right? We're told, oh, the, the Social Security is never going to fail. They wouldn't. The government wouldn't let it fail. Wouldn't possibly let it fail. They made a promise. I put my money in. Of course it's not going to fail. Because, I mean, we've never, ever been lied to or misled by politicians or the government. All right, my friends, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. 